0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast, Innovation for a Circular Economy. This podcast is brought to you by SUSE Scholars, hosted by ITD, Institute for Training and Development, within the SUSE Study of U.S. Institutes program, which is sponsored by the U.S. Department of State. Today, we are excited to have four distinguished guests with us, Vincent Hoon, Kinga Biru, Marlene Dominicus, and Alina Boyko. And I will be your hostess, Hiba Labib, Director of Innovation and Entrepreneurship Center at Nali University in Egypt. In the recent years, the urgency to address climate change has become increasingly clear, with devastating impacts seen all over the world. The circular economy offers a promising solution to combat climate change by dramatically reducing waste and pollution, while also promoting the efficient use of resources across different sectors. Join us as we explore the role of circular economy in building a more resilient and equitable world in the face of growing climate crisis. So let's start with Vincent. Vincent, you are an associate professor from Tiananmen University, Malaysia, and your specialization is in waste management. Could you please explain to us more about circular economy and how different it is from traditional economy, giving us examples from real-life applications?
1: Sure. Over the last century, our productions and consumption patterns have been built on a linear economy, following a take, make and disposal approach. This model has severe environmental impact and is a leading cause of climate change. Resource extractions and processings are responsible for more than 90% of land and water-related environmental impacts. Over 50% of man-made greenhouse gas emissions relate to materials management activities. To address these challenges, we need a new approach known as the circular economy. It represents a closed loop system, managing waste as a valuable resource and minimizing waste generation. Innovative business models play an important role in driving the circular economy forward. We need to reimagine how we derive values from waste and shift our focus from products to services. Signify, formerly Philips Lighting, offers a great examples of an integrated approach that provide lighting as a service where customers pay a monthly fee for light instead of purchasing lighting equipment. Signify takes care of installation, operation and maintenance. This model incentivizes the production of high-quality, durable and modular equipment resulting in longer product life cycles and resource conservation.
0: So Vincent has been talking to us about the manufacturing. Now turning to Kinga. As a senior researcher from Climate Policy Institute Hungary and specialising in agricultural sustainability, do we actually see a similar approach in agriculture?
2: The agriculture sector is extremely vulnerable to the increasing impacts of climate change. Agriculture, forestry and land use generates 18% of global greenhouse gas emissions. The increasing frequency of extreme weather events prolonged and increasingly intense heat waves and water scarcity pose new challenges for farmers. The sector must meet growing production needs by contributing to reducing the emissions as an integrated part of the economy. The key question is, how the sector can mitigate climate change without compromising food and nutrition security. The food security challenge will become more difficult as the world will need to produce about 70% more food by 2050 to feed an estimated 9 billion people. So the new challenges require innovative, non-traditional, inter- and multidisciplinary approaches and solutions. The Climate Smart Agriculture, also known as CSA, is an integrated approach to managing landscapes that address the interling challenges of food security and climate change. The CSA tool can be narrowed down to different technological innovations or novel uses of already available technologies. These tools generally consider and apply traditional agriculture best practices. Based on the studies, the following categories are covered by CSA robotization, for example, the use of automatic harvesters, bioinnovation, such as plant breeding, new genetically modified seeds, or the artificial meat, smart monitoring system, which gives farmers a more accurate picture of the physical condition of their animals and also includes big data analysis which can be used to produce better climate forecasts.
0: Okay, well many of the examples used here by Kinga are based on high tech. Now we direct the question to Marlene. Marlene, you are an associate professor from Honduras National Autonomous University and at the same time you are working closely with agriculture indigenous communities so does innovation have to be high-tech or can we also detect sustainable practices within indigenous populations
3: hi thank you i just want to take a moment to shed a light on the extraordinary form of climate change innovation rooted in this ancestral indigenous of farming knowledge because oftentimes we say in our country, innovation doesn't have to be a new invention, but a quest to rediscover what we have lost and repurpose to new challenges. The Lenca people is indigenous to Central America and my country, Honduras. and They have practiced sustainable and circular agriculture for centuries, embodying a deep respect for the Earth's natural cycles. Their farming techniques are not only environmentally friendly but also crucial in the face of climate change. The Lenka farmers have mastered the art of agroforestry, a method that combines trees, crop, and livestock in a harmonious system to reduce waste. They understand the value of planting diverse species of trees alongside their crops, creating a mutually beneficial relationship. These trees provide shade, prevent oil erosion, soil erosion, attract beneficial insects, and serve as a natural windbreak. What makes Lenka farming truly innovative in its integration of traditional wisdom with modern technology? So I think by embracing sustainable irrigation methods like using gravity fed systems, they minimize water usage and increase efficiency, especially in remote areas. Moreover, the Lenka people have been champions of community-led agricultural practices for social equity. They understand the power of collective action and knowledge sharing through community seed banks, cooperative farming, and knowledge exchange. They ensure the continuity and propagation of their farming techniques for future generations. Let us embrace the ancestral knowledge of the Lenka people and indigenous communities in your country all over the world and work together to build a circular world where sustainable agriculture thrives, nourishing both people and the planet. Thank you.
0: Okay, thank you very much. And now we move to Alina, who's a senior expert from Reform Support Team of the Ministry of Economy of Ukraine and who supports innovation related projects. Now, we've been hearing about different forms of innovation and specifically Vincent has mentioned the specific business model So, are there other innovative business models for circular economy?
4: In fact, there are other innovative business models based on European experiences with circular economy concept. Experts from Accenture have developed a well-known classification of them. One of these models, which Vincent has already mentioned, is product-as-a-service, where customers rent products and pay based on usage. This would fall under reuse. Another model is circular suppliers, which replaces limited resources with fully renewable sources, forming a circular production and consumption system. Industries like automotive manufacturing and energy in implementing this model. For example, Renault established Renault environment to manage automotive waste, leading to 85% of vehicles being reusable and generating half a billion euro in annual revenue. This is an example of recycling. One more model is resources recovery, which innovatively recovers and reuses resources, benefiting companies with significant byproducts for effective recycling. An example is the collaboration between Danish companies, Novo Nordic, Novosimstone Energy and State Oil, exchanging ways to create a more sustainable industrial ecosystem. Next model is sharing platforms, which fosters collaboration among users to increase product utilization. It benefits manufacturers with low utilization rates. For instance, BlaBlaCar connects couple partners, RBNB rents private accommodations, and 3D Hubs links designers and 3D printer owners. Again, this is an example of reducing the assets you need. Lastly, the product life extension model extends product lifespan through repair and modernization. Finnish company sponsor and CR Harvesting exemplify this by reusing equipment parts. These innovative business models promote sustainability and resource efficiency, fostering economic growth and environmental responsibility. They demonstrate how innovation strengthens economies, helping them overcome challenges and growth.
0: So, Alina. How far is the world with respect to transition to a circular economy?
4: In practice, the transition to a circular economy is a lengthy and laborious process. According to the Circularity Gap Report, which is annually presented at the World Economic Forum in Davos, only 7.2% of materials in the global economy are reused.
0: But if there's so much potential with respect to circular economy, why is the world not switching directly to it? What is impeding the conversion? And what should we be doing to help it? Maybe you can start with Vincent.
1: Well, in my opinion, one significant challenge is the availability of finance. According to Chandam House, annual worldwide circular economic spending by the corporate sector is estimated at around $850 billion, compared to $35 trillion spent on assisting linear economic models. Besides, there is limited awareness of the circular economy among investors and the financial sector, along with a lack of tools to define and measure circular economy activities and associated investment opportunities and risks. To address this, we require financial and capacity-building support to develop and enhance the adoption of circular economy metrics, data collection and reporting, Governments and policymakers play an important role in creating an enabling policy and legislative environment to establish law objective and legally binding national targets for the circular economy. Okay,
0: and here we move to Kinga and Marlene. You both mentioned earlier the food security challenges. Are there any other challenges that we face in the agricultural sector and what are the solutions? We would like to hear more about this from you, Kinga.
2: Yes, uh, technical and technological innovation activities could have negative social externalities and present a high risk for farmers and small businesses. These risks need to be managed during both the planning and the implementation phase. This can be helped by working with partners, transferring the good practices, supporting trainings, experts and providing feedback. Society is a crucial driver of innovation, as agriculture production and agri-food significantly impact our physical environment. Among the social factors, the education and openness of farmers to innovation are fundamental. And
3: Marlene? Adding to Kinga, like traditional farming techniques of indigenous people in agriculture suffer the risk of not being able to be transferred from generation to the next generation, as young people are not likely to continue a farming legacy, so we should work on that.
0: To summarize, a circular economy encompasses the concepts of reducing, reusing, recycling, and recovery, and can be applied to various sectors covering manufacturing, agriculture, and services. We can achieve a circular economy through technological, social, or business model innovations, yet, to do so, we need more awareness, more capacity building, and the regulation in the industrial, agriculture, and financial sectors. Thank you all for joining us on the podcast. We're looking forward to a stimulating discussion on circular economy and how innovations can help us and future generations towards a sustainable planet.